Hi, this is PJ from Nurses at Work, and I am here today with soon to be Dr. Rita Walker, who is pretty much, she has a lot of uh, background in SNF, and I'll have her introduce herself. Yes, hello everyone. My name is Rita Walker. Like PJ say, I am in the doctorate program. I have 11 weeks left, and then I will be a doctor yeah. in nursing. I have a background in skilled nursing facilities and also acute. Um, I started off as a CNA, and from that point I figured, you know, I'm a CNA, I'm mm -hmm. seeing what's going on in the SNF world, right. I can make a difference. Right. So I went back to school and got my licensed nurses, um, licensed vocational nursing, and I became a director of staff development. Mm -hmm. in, the, in the skilled world, it's totally different from the acute world. Mm -hmm. um, the patients are there long term, it's their home, mm -hmm. and we have to treat them accordingly. Right. Um, we still have to manage their medication, manage their care, and um, make sure we're providing them with all the care that they need on the level that they need it. Right. You know, I it's interesting because from my background, I originally started out um, as a SNF nurse, which I'm proud to say, hey. Um, and I know that, you know, starting out, I, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world. Um, even though I also have acute care experience and I've been a nurse for uh, a little over 10 years. But I noticed that um, when you are a SNF nurse, it's interesting because in the acute world, you know, a lot of nurses that know that if you, you know, have sniffer experiences and some of that, they, you know, pretty much give SNF a bad rap. Uh, and that's, that's, I don't think that's cool because especially if you never worked in a, you know, uh, in a SNF facility, um, it's just always that stigma, oh, it's a nursing home and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's like the level of nurses there is kind of like beneath them, you know, especially for those that worked at a magnet hospital or a larger hospital uh, that's full of cute. And I just, you know, I always... Uh, kind of stand up for nurses who are who come from the SNF world and, and just let them know, hey, you know, the main goal is patient, once again, center care. So uh, what is your thoughts about that? Well, PJ, my thoughts on that is you're absolutely correct, and I commend you for you saying that it's a different world and that if you are a skilled nurse, you can do acute. Mm -hmm. um, from my background, I started off in the skilled nursing, and I have 34 years in nursing altogether. Mm -hmm. um, I started off in skilled nursing because that was what's available to me. But I found that I got most of my skills there. Mm -hmm. um, you, right. you get to know the patients, yep. you get to provide the care, and yeah, you do have a large amount of patients that yes, you have you to sure care do. for. You can you have do. anywhere from 20 to 30 patients. Right. But my thing is, if you can handle 20 to 30 patients in a skilled <laughs> nursing facility, right. in an eight hour <laughs> okay. shift, what could you accomplish with five to six patients on a 12 hour shift? Right. Now, it's interesting because then I'm, I'm going to play the devil's advocate because I know I spoke to a, a lot of nurses, especially uh, working in a acute care setting and their main thing is oh my gosh that is that's that's a lot and how are you going to be able to give them quality care because you know majority of those patients they have tons of medications and that sort of thing and you know for me it, it's just all requires time management skills and and not every nurse can be able to do that and and I you know I always you know used to say during the time when I see nurses that's coming into skilled facilities and they're like oh my god you know it takes the two and the three hour med pass and you know we know that and then sometimes it'll take them longer than that and then you'll know you'll see them in the med room <laughs> crying and stuff they're on the floor crying I can't handle it because it's too much and you know and that's okay but at the same time you know I, I just don't think 
think that it's fair to really give nurses who do work in the sniff world and who like that and they feel comfortable because according to most that means your patients are stable and not all sniff facilities once again that's just a you know a, 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 in my opinion that's not correct either um, I do know that for acuity wise it, de it really depends because you can get uh, some patients that cold in a sniff in a sniff hospital Absolutely. you can you know I mean just like you could in acute but of course acuity is totally different um, it may not be as high but still there's still a lot of things that you got to be on your toes about especially when you have patients and they're falling and you know they have other comorbidities like dementia and Alzheimer's you know what I mean absolutely so I just think once again until you've worked in that type of environment then you can be able to really have a say <laughs> You're right, PJ. and just like you said it's all about time management um, if you start your day off correctly, get all your work accomplished early, right. then you'll have time for emergencies and things like that. And spend the time with the patient, spend the time with the family, make sure they got what they need. Um, for me, I started off, like I said, as a CNA, and then I got my LVN and I worked in skilled nursing. I had a routine. I stuck by my routine. I did my routine the same every single day because I knew that I had 25, 30 patients to take care of. Right. And if you get your time management under, you can do it. Yes, yes um, you can. And that's the same thing for acute. Um, I tell the nurses that work in acute that want to go to skilled nursing, they say, but how in the world can you get 20 um, patients, their medications in a two-hour period? It's called get in there, do your grind. You, if your patients want to talk, you let them know. I have a certain amount of time to get my medications right, done. Right, right. I will make sure I come back and talk to you and make sure you go back and address those patients' needs. Exactly. And you know, what I used to do is as soon as I um, come in, uh, I always know pretty much at times what, who, what patients I'm gonna see. It's not so much like an acute, you know, things do change a lot. Um, and so I do my rounds. I do my rounds before I get, uh, you know, to start my day to make sure and check on the patients and see who's still alive, <laughs> you know. And so um, once when I do that, then it gives me an idea, you know, and then I get the report and, and I just start my day. You do have to have a strategy. Yes, you do. I mean, you have to have a strategy in acute as well, but when you do have that amount, that volume of patients like that, you do have to make sure you have a, a strategy, know how your finger six, you may, you may have 10 or 15 finger six. And I know for some acute uh, nurses that has never worked sniff, they're probably like, oh my God, how you guys be able to handle all of that? And we did on an eight hour period, eight, eight hours. hour shift. Eight hour shift, I was able to not only do my 10 or 12 finger sticks, but we did our own breathing treatments. We did our own wound. We didn't have a wound care nurse. We did <laughs> We did our wound care. We did everything in an eight hour period Absolutely. and stuff. We looked at our labs, so whatever else that need be, we did it. And there were times we did not have uh, a supervisor there that was helping us. Right. And oh my God, when admissions came, oh my God, and that would be the worst because you're like, oh my God, you just want to fall out and die, right? It's like, oh, you want to have a stroke? Oh, I got admissions, oh my God. But it, it's just that it, it, it is a lot. Um, but from there, it's like once when you've had that taste of the sniff world and you're able to manage um, those amount of patients in a timely fashion and you had that strategy, then yeah, you can you can work anywhere. Yeah, you can come in a cute and rock it. Yes, And you then can. people are looking at you like, 
she's not doing nothing. Exactly. But it's all about how you're managing your time. It is. You walk in that door, if the nurse is giving a report to somebody else, and you know that same nurse got to give you your report, go assess your patients. Exactly. Find out if they need any pain medication. Exactly. Find out how they're doing. Find out if they're breathing, number one. Make sure they're alive. (laughs) I know. And that's the worst thing is that when you come on shift and someone expires, it's like, oh, my God, you know. And and that's another thing, too, which I always uh, have been strong as far as a believer as far as report goes, you you have to make sure that bedside reporting is really important. You know, it's just it's just so important. Um, in Sniff World, we didn't do too much of going into each patient's room like you do in acute, but it, you still have to, I believe, assess your patients, uh, check on them before you get report, and then during that whole process before you start your med pass. Absolutely. Um, because if you if you don't, you know, you just never know what surprises that you're gonna be up against. And one thing about me, I'm I'm a well preventive nurse. I know I said that in the in the first episode, uh, but it, it's just. I do not like surprises. No. I really, no. I really don't. Don't surprise and, me. And I've always been a team player with my CNAs. CNAs, they don't get the credit that they deserve either. And um, I always made sure with them we worked as a team. So I, I'm going to be honest with you. I rarely had any problems when I was working in SNF because I always made sure that I respected my CNAs and uh, and I helped them out. And, and they knew, you know, I just let them know, hey, when I'm doing my med pass at a certain time, then unless it's an emergency, you know, other than that, I'll help you turn over that patient. I'll help you, you know, do whatever it takes, you know, watch a patient while you go do X, Y, and as long as we had that relationship, Absolutely. you know, and I think that's really important. Well, PJ, my feelings is this. The CNA can make or break you. Yes. So you treat your, <laughs> you treat your CNAs like kings and queens. Yes. Yes, you because can. Because they are your eyes and ears when you can't be there. That's true. Listen to them. They know those patients better than you do. Yes, they, they know do. those patients better than the doctors. They do. So listen to your um, CNAs. My thing is, I treat my CNA like they are diamond in the rough. <laughs> I treat them like they are the most precious thing on earth. They love me, and I love them. If my CNA come and say, Rita, you need to stop what you're doing right now and come check out this patient, I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm going to go check out that patient. Yes, yeah. And my thing is with the CNAs, even if a patient is dirty and I'm in that room, I'm not going to go hunt them down. No, My, no. I'm, my thing is, that patient is my patient as well. Exactly. Take care of your patients. You take care of your patients. Your patients will take care of you. They'll take care of your CNAs. They won't badmouth you to your CNAs. Exactly. And your CNAs will do anything you ask them to do. Yeah. And that's true because, and I've worked at least about three or four SNF uh, facilities, and and it's pretty much the same, you know, the same regimen as far as the whole logistics is working on the floor and doing your med pass. But once again, it all depends on what type of nurse you are. Yes. And if you're the type of nurse that, I, I know I don't mind doing a lot of things for myself because <laughs> I know I'll make sure that I get it done. But at the same time, I know that whoever's on my team with my CNAs, that sort of thing, um, that we definitely have to, right in the beginning, establish that relationship. Um, and then it's just, you know, make your day and their day as well uh, just kind of easy flowing. You yeah. know, you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to overhead pa- overpage someone, you know, and, and, and try to hunt them down and find them. And, you know, because they left somebody on the bedpan and all that other stuff, which, by by the way, yeah, you got some CNAs that do that. You mm-hmm. got some, you know, you do have 
some CNAs that may be negligent in things, like you have some licensed nurses that is negligent in doing certain things. I agree. So I think that, I, you know, I used to always say, it's really not the patients that is my, that's my concern that I have a headache with, it's other nurses. Yes. It's other nurses. That is the problem that, that I, I have. Um, one thing I, I really uh, wanted to touch bases with you, and I, I did not know this even when I was in, you know, working in the SNF world, and I saw that uh, you were doing your teaching one day, um, and um, you talked about Title 22, how important it is for the licensed nurses to learn and know Title 22. It is of utmost importance that you take that Title 22, you, if you had to take it in the bathroom with you, <laughs> okay. you read it, you bookmark it, because it's so important that when those surveyors come in that building, yes. you yes. know exactly what you need to do. Yes. If you know Title 22, you don't have a thing to worry about. You know Title 22 and the facilities, policies, and procedures, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, the, that's what they're going off of, the F-tags and the Title 22. If it says you can't do it, don't do it. Exactly. And, you know, and like I say, I think it's because a lot of nurses, they, you don't know, you don't think about that. You know, you come and start your day, you, are you concerned about is, okay, what's my assignment? And then do you med pass? Because, yes, in the SNF world, the med pass is really long. Let's, let's be honest. Two oh, and a I'm, half I'm hours. Saying, yes. And it all depends because basically if you have, you know, more than, I'm going to say, 20 patients like on day shift and, and everywhere is different. If you're on an eight hour and you have between 16 to 25 patients, yeah, you're going to have at least a two and a half hour med pass and, and, think, and hopefully nothing goes wrong. But you, you, I, I, I truly believe and I do agree that it is important to know your facility policies and it's important to know what you're doing and what you, you know, what the surveyors may, um, you know, expect of you uh, when you, when they do have to uh, walk you, you know, kind of, like, let's just say when they do, they survey and they're looking for a nurse to follow. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I. I don't like anybody following me. When I'm doing my med pass, especially state, it's just the fact that having somebody that's over my shoulder, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I, you know, no one's going to feel comfortable. But I think that if you also, you know, kind of learn about what's going on in their world, then you will feel a little bit better. I, yeah. I think when it comes for them, and if you know you're doing your job and doing what the heck you're supposed to do, then, you know, that kind of takes you know, take some of the relief off your shoulders when it comes to that. Yeah, because even when in nursing school, when the instructor was following behind me on the med pass <laughs> okay. and asking me what the med was for and what are the side effects exactly. and why is they, are they getting it, that's nerve-wracking. So you can imagine a surveyor behind you exactly. that's going to follow you and ding you and then it's going to be on a report that you got to a correction <laughs> okay that's that's bad no it is it is bad and and you know what i used to i used to tell a couple of nurses if you know that state is coming in the building and especially when it comes to blood pressure medicines honey please just make sure if you have a particular medication where the parameters is 110, you know, if it's less than, I'm going to say 110, don't give it. But what I found out is that there was nurses, I don't think they was paying attention to the parameters, and they were giving, you know, the patient's medication even when, you know, they weren't supposed to according to what the parameters were. So you got to look at all of those things, especially when it comes to G-tubes, and, you know, you got somebody on 
uh, pig tube feeding and you doing eye drops <laughs> and breathing treatments, you better know the correct way. Absolutely. On doing that. Absolutely. And that and if you know that they're coming in the building, they're coming that day, I mean, I think you should prepare yourself. Yes. You should prepare yourself the survey window, even though sometimes it may take like a month, you know, in some facilities before they come, at least be prepared. Yeah. At least Start learn practicing. exactly. At least learn what is the proper, the correct procedure when it comes to uh G two PEG two feedings and when it comes to uh applying eye drops and uh, you know, uh breathing treatments and that sort of thing. So that way if you could Continue to practice that then it's just you won't have an issue when uh, the surveyors come um, another <laughs> another issue that I know that a lot of nurses would say uh, is when it comes when you work in a sniff and you got to do admissions you got how many patients and they don't have an admission nurse or whatever have you what are your views on on that because it is a lot it is a lot. Along with Medicare charting? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're charting like, you know, it's like you got a med pass that's two and a half hours. But then again, on top of that, when it comes to your Medicare chart, that's another hour or hour and a half. Absolutely. And my thing on that is, with especially with the admissions, usually you know that admissions coming in. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, on your downtime, you start preparing for that admission. Yes. You get your uh, med rec ready to go, fax to the pharmacy. And if the patients come with some DC meds, you can always call the pharmacy and say, don't send that. Here's exactly. a new med rec. I'm going to fax it over to you. Don't send these meds because the doctor dc them. Another thing is, be prepared. Have that room ready. When that ambulance driver pulls up, you follow that ambulance driver to that patient's room. While you got all those people in there, mm -hmm. you make sure you do your body check. Exactly. Do not exactly. wait. You got people helping you turn and helping. You got more eyes in there. And then you can find that. Another thing is know your scope of practice. Exactly. Get go online, download your scope of practice. Whatever state you're from. <laughs> Whatever state you're from, especially when it comes to treatments. Because nurses like to give the CNAs creams and stuff to give. But if it's a medication, the CNA is you're putting that CNA out of their scope of exactly. practice. Exactly. You letting them administer a medication. Exactly. And a lot of times state surveyors just wait. <laughs> Okay. For time for treatment to see if you're going to have that little okay. medication come okay. over to that CNA. Okay. Okay. Now, on that note, if you have a patient that won't take the, pay, the medication from a nurse, right. the nurse can stand there in the room and the CNA can give them it. That is totally legal. Right. But you can't give that CNA that medication and walk out that room. Right. Because you're now putting them, that CNA at risk of um, giving medications, and you cannot do that. Yeah. Again, know your policies and procedures. Yeah, and, and, and like I say, I know to a lot of nurses out there, they, you know, they, that's the last thing that they think about, but I think that that's important. And uh, it's something that they definitely don't teach you in nursing school. <laughs> I never learned that in nursing school regarding policies and procedures and Title 22. If you have audience for any of the nurses out there, then, you know, great. But I do know that that is extremely important for you to know that. Uh, and then on another note, as far as the med pass on the floor, when you are dealing with narcotics, during the narcotic count, I... I, one of my pet peeves was seeing the keys. <laughs> was seeing the keys always being exposed on top of the cart. 
Yeah. I, 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 that was one of my pet peeves. And it's like, why? Because you get all different kinds of visitors that come in. And, you know, once again, depending upon where your facility is located, that's the last damn thing you want to do is to leave your keys on top of the, uh, uh, you know, on top of the cart uh, where anyone can just, especially just, once again, anyone who can be able to grab those keys. And nurses, we are busy. We are busy on the floor, and we don't have time to be trying to figure out ooh, who's at the at the narcotic camp. You know what I mean? No one has time for that. So, what are your thoughts about that? Oh boy, <laughs> that is one of my biggest <laughs> biggest pet peeve is leaving those um, um, keys for the cart on top of the cart. Yeah, or some or on the nurses' station desk. Yeah, where's anybody visible. can pick them up. Yeah, my um. I'm going to give you a little story <laughs> of what happened with me in a facility. I was the director of staff development, and of course, I'm making my rounds, making sure that everything is going accordingly, and I happened to walk past this medication cart. Mm -hmm. Not only were the keys on top of the cart, but the narcotic drawer was open and ooh. pulled out. Ooh, ooh. So I stood there at the cart, you know, being a nurse I am, you know, trying to protect this nurse's <laughs> right, right. license and everything. Yeah, right. Five minutes passed, hmm, no nurse. Ten minutes passed, hmm, no, no nurse. nurse. So guess what I did? I took all the narcotics out of the drawer. <laughs> locked the narcotic cart, locked the cart, and took the keys with me. Ooh. Hour later, nobody said a word. Whoa. Two hours later, no one said a word. Oh my God. The nurse was too scared to say that she had lost the keys. Oh. So, I said, oh, I found some keys. Oh, were there your keys on top of it? I said, well, here they are. You know, I, I closed the drawer and locked in everything. Not telling her that I took all the narcotics out of the drawer. Oh my gosh. So, again, she never checked to see if the narcotics was there at the end of the shift when it's time to count narcotics. She's in. She's boohooing at the nurse's station. I'm like, what's going oh on? Uh -huh. She said, I don't know where my narcotics are. What do you mean you don't know where your narcotics are? Aren't you in charge of those I know, exactly. Didn't you even... I said, so you're telling me your narcotics are So do you have patients with scheduled narcotics? Oh, my gosh. She said, yes. I said, so you're telling me it's time for you to go home. Okay. And you have not passed your narcotics. Uh -huh. And you don't even know where your narcotics are. Yeah. I said, I have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. So I said, you need to come in my office and talk to me. Yeah. So I took her in there, and I gave her what for. Mm -hmm. I gave her a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> I read her her rights. Yeah. Of course, she got disciplined for it. Right. I bet she'll never do it again. Yeah. I bet you she won't I either. I said, what if it have been a patient, mm -hmm. a demented patient, exactly. that went up in that cart, exactly. took those narcotics, and overdosed on them, thinking they were candy exactly. in a bubble pack? Exactly. And that happens. I said, that can happen. you would not have your nurse's license. Yep. You will be charged with the death of a patient. Yep. The facility will be in big trouble. Yep. So you have to be very, very mindful careful. of what yeah. you're doing when you're on the car. And I, and you know what? I, I just can never imagine what are, what is she thinking? Is it that she's too comfortable? I uh, think so. And, and when you're too comfortable, you tend, this is where mistakes you know, this is where mistakes happen. Anywhere else, she probably would have been let go. Yeah. She would have been let go. And it was nice, I mean, you know, because you're an educator. Yeah. And I think that uh, that is the main thing is that, you know, with our nurses, we definitely have to educate them and, and just hope and pray that um, they'll never do it again. Oh, I bet she never did. <laughs> she yeah, you know, and that's why I say because it's a lot. You know, there's a lot of medications, you know, and like I say, who knows um, what, 
could have happened, but I'm glad that it did not happen. Absolutely, I and, am too. And I and I and and once again, you know, in the sniff world, yes. We don't go through, for some of us, we don't go, through, and it depends on your facility uh, that you work, you know, there's no pixies or anything no. like that. You you know, you have the medications, especially narcotic box, the keys and everything is right there at your fingertips. And, you know, you just really have to be cautious. Yeah, and you, you have really to, Yeah, you have to be cautious. Um, now, before I go, Rita, I, I just want to also ask you, because you are working on your doctorate, and, and this is such an amazing thing. I just feel privileged just sitting here next to you because you are an awesome uh, nurse educator, and I've worked with you on the floor, and uh, I just can't, you know, you're just a wonderful person to work with. Um, but for those who are out there, nurses, um, that I've always keep saying, you know, go back to school, and I know for some it's hard, but what are your thoughts uh, in trying to make sure that, hey, nurses, you, you definitely can do it because you're doing it. You're almost done with your doctorate. This yeah. is amazing. And I'm not a spring chicken either. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is I have grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and I figure it like this. I need to leave a legacy for them, mm -hmm. and my legacy for them is continuing education. Mm -hmm. My legacy to all my fellow nurses and all my friends who are in the nursing profession is for them to go on with continuing education. No, it was not an easy task to do. Mm -hmm. But it warms my heart to know that, that I can give back yes. to the nursing profession, that I can teach nurses how to be a good nurse, that I can give them the information they exactly. need. Exactly. And they feel you and, go, girl. and give That's them an opportunity about. to have somebody exactly. that they can come to and feel comfortable right. and say, right. Rita, I don't know how to do this. Can right. you teach me? Right. Exactly. And I will take whatever time I have and make sure they get exactly what they need. Oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, words of wisdom. And knowing that you got support. And I think that's the main thing when a lot of nurses, when they come out of grad school, and it's hard to get a job. It's hard for a new RN to get a job at a acute care hospital as a new grad. And most of them, they wind up going to uh, skilled nursing facilities. And, and like I say, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I, I really don't think. I would not trade in, you know, my nursing career in the beginning for nothing in the world the way I started out. I and I will change. always say, yeah, SNF is a different world, but it can either make you or break you as a nurse. Yes, it and can. it can definitely, you know, set your sights to bigger and better things. And you could be able to handle a lot when you're in the acute care uh, setting. So I just want to say to you, unless you have anything else to say, soon to be Dr. Rita Walker. Just one more thing. I love new grads. Oh, I like to take them, mold them, and see the excitement in their eyes when they absolutely get it. Yes. See? It is so <laughs> wonderful. See? It makes me happy yes. to see them know that, wow, I actually got the concept and I understand exactly what I'm doing. Exactly. And you see, new nurses, not all nurses eat their young, okay? Not all nurses eat their young. So I am just going to say you have a fantastic uh, evening, uh, soon to be Dr. Rita Walker, and I know 
I'm going to be talking to you again about some more exciting things. And I just want to tell my listeners out there, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Um, pretty, I, I wanted to let you know that I do have a website, uh, www.nursesatworkaltogether.org, and um, there's going to be an upcoming uh, dedicated uh, page for, uh, uh, I, I believe for SNF and saying, um, you know, another world or out of the world, whatever. I want you to just check out my website and you'll see Dr. Rita Walker, her picture will be on there and she's going to be pretty much, that's a dedicated page to her. Uh, but feel free to subscribe to the website and, uh, comment on the blog. Uh, other than that, until next time, listeners, you take care and have a fantastic evening. Don't care, yeah. And sometimes.